Welcome to Your Personnel File, a podcast from U.S. Army Human Resources Command. Your Personnel File explores the programs, policies, and initiatives designed to serve you, the soldier, veteran, and family member. Now, let's join our host and find out what's inside Your Personnel File at HRC. Hello, and welcome to this installment of Your Personnel File. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Ali Scott, and today we are speaking with Mark Layton, U.S. Army Leaves and Passes Action Officer here at the Human Resources Command. Mark, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Uh, first of all, Mark, I would like for you to do a brief introduction and tell me how you fit in, or rather this office fits into the Human Resources Command in the Army. So I personally oversee AR 600-8-10, the Leave and Pass Policy, and our office here in HRC <clears throat> ensures that the Army and Leave Pass Policies are applied to soldiers correctly. So we field all of the requests for information from soldiers on a daily basis and provide responses that go along with the regulations and policies. Okay, how can someone reach your office if they're looking to get in touch with you? So the best way to get in touch with our office is uh, going through the HRC homepage. Uh, there's a, you can look up in the search bar, leaves and passes, and it will take you to the leaves and passes homepage and our website, um, sorry, our email address is on that website. Okay, and folks, you can also find it on the far right side and there are options of hot topics. There we go. Okay, so let's start off with our first question. Um, let's start off with one of the biggest changes to occur recently. No more leave and now it's absences, is that correct? That is correct. So leaves and passes are actually types of absences. Uh, with the implementation of IPSA, the terminology has changed from leave and pass requests to absence requests. But uh, the word absence is an umbrella that has the specific types of leaves and absences under it. Okay, and so this was a change in terminology applied through IPSA most yes. recently? <laughs> right, and then, so then there's still the difference between leaves and pass for Army soldiers. In addition to the name change, there have been some other big changes recently. One of the biggest that I have seen on my end is the change to the military parental leave policy. Correct. The, the new expansion of the military parental leave policy has changed in several ways. First, there is no longer a caregiver designation process to indicate that a soldier is either a primary or secondary caregiver. Second, both the birth parent and non-birth parent are eligible to request 12 weeks of non-chargeable parental leave, which can be taken in one block or in increments of seven or more days at a time. Third, there is no limitation for maternity convalescent leave. The duration is set by the birth parent's health care provider. Birth parents are eligible for all 12 weeks of the parental leave following the completion of their convalescent leave. Fourth, and very important, the policy compels soldiers and their commanders to work together when creating a parental leave plan that best supports the soldiers' needs and the needs of the unit. These changes and more are all detailed in Alleract 018-2023. Before we go on, let's go to that second uh, point that you made. The second, both birth parent, mm -hmm. both the birth parent and non-birth parent are eligible to request 12 weeks of non-chargeable parental leave. Formally, that was just six weeks, right? So the policy increased it to 12, correct? Formally, 
uh, both the, the birth parent and the non-birth parent soldiers, uh, they needed to have a caregiver de designation as either the primary caregiver, which would give them six weeks, or secondary caregiver, which would give them three weeks of leave. Uh, so now that's all been waved away. So both the birth parent and non-birth parent soldiers both get 12 weeks total. Okay, great, thank you. Uh, one of the questions we heard here was why did it take so long for the Army to release its guidance after the requirements were laid out in the 2022 NDAA? When the directive type memorandum, the DTM 23-001 was published on the 4th of January 2023, it directed the secretaries of the military departments to do three things. One, implement the new policy to their respective military service. Two, issue further service-specific guidance. And three, educate their respective forces to ensure that all members understand the new benefits, including eligibility and date of implementation. Headquarters DAG1 used the DTM to develop an all-Army activities message, better known as an ALARACT message, to provide the appropriate Army practices and procedures for the new expanded parental leave policy, as well as details of the benefits for eligible soldiers. Once the ALARACT was written, it went through a rigorous vetting and staffing process to ensure it was legally sufficient prior to making it to the Secretary of the Army for approval. Okay. All right, uh, that is pretty extensive. That's a pretty extensive, important process. And then that process had to be repeated for the non-covered reproductive health care rollout as well. Right, Army Directive 2023-05, the Administrative Absence for Non-Covered Reproductive Health Care, was published on 27 February 2023. The policy provides service members the ability to request an administrative absence from their normal duty stations in order to access non-covered reproductive health care or accompany a dual military spouse or dependent to access non-covered reproductive health care without being charged leave. The period of absence will be limited to the minimum number of days essential to receive the care. Company level or equivalent commanders may approve an administrative absence for a period of up to 21 days per request for eligible soldiers. And the Alaract for implementing this administrative absence is presently in staffing and reviews at Headquarters DA. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, so now we await the next change, which is the bereavement absence policy. Yes. So the DTM 23-003 bereavement leave for service members, that was published on 29 March 2023. Uh, eligible soldiers can receive up to 14 consecutive days of bereavement leave. And based on the law, this benefit is only available to service members with accrued leave balances below 30 days. Thus, a service member with a leave balance of 30 or more days may take chargeable emergency leave as they would in the past. However, if while on emergency leave, their balance falls below 30 days, the service member will become eligible for bereavement leave benefit of up to 14 days. The Alarac for implementing bereavement leave is presently in staffing at Headquarters DA, and therefore the absence cannot be requested by soldiers at this time. Okay. And so, as we can see here, folks, it's very specific to how much leave balance you have. And then, um, is this, do you know, is this policy that will be implemented, is it the same as the other ones in that it's a company level approval? 
or rather you should work with your commander? It will be working with the commander to make sure that it's implemented appropriately. Okay. Okay, great. Uh, we've spoken a lot about the changes to policy, but we should probably take a minute to talk about the changes to procedure. Now that we have transitioned to IPSA, what do soldiers need to know about how they put in absence requests and what are some common mistakes or misunderstandings you are seeing in the process? Well, soldiers need to be aware that combination leave categories don't exist in IPSA. Each absence period a soldier requires is requested using its own absence request. For example, on a DA Form 31, you, re you could request your annual leave and convalescent leave as a combination or your terminal leave and transition administrative absence as a combination. Now those requests are all completed as separate absence requests using IPSA. And so again, that just reiterates the importance of working with your company or your leave approval level yes. and having that plan mm -hmm. because they might see two to three different leave requests submitted. Correct. For that date range, but it's important to know what the plan is for taking those, those leaves in combination. Okay, great. Um, okay, well, I've got a couple other questions for you, Mark. Um, what are some of the most common soldier concerns that you hear from your level? One of the common concerns we have is the non-medical attendant process. Uh, once a soldier is completing their 10 days of non-medical attendant, which is done at their unit's 05 level, we will get packets uh, requesting additional non-medical attendant leave. We process the packets for approval or disapproval, uh, and then once those packets are sent back to the unit, they must process them through their S1. We do not sign the absent requests for those types of packets. So if a unit sends us a non-medical attendant packet, we'll process it for approval or disapproval. If it's approved, the unit receives the approval memo back, and that is actually attached to the, uh, the new IPSA absence request that soldier will provide to their command in order to process it through. Okay, what would one need non-medical attendance for? So non-medical attendant is for a soldier uh, when they're requested by the primary care uh, health provider of uh, their dependent or uh, their spouse or their child to be there to take care of them. They're, mm -hmm. they're, they are required to be there by the doctors for um, taking care of that, that person. Okay. Okay, great. Um, okay, what about any misperceptions about what your office does? I think one of the misperceptions is we'll receive requests to either help a soldier who is uh, on leave, help them extend leave, or go on emergency leave, uh, which is two things that we don't do. Uh, they would actually have to contact the ATAC um, or the Red Cross to do those types of things. Mm -hmm. So we actually don't touch a soldier's absence request, so we just have the policy and we make sure that the soldiers uh, uh, that they're following the policy. Okay. Okay. Well, hey, folks, you can reach the uh, absence leaves and passes again through the HRC main website. Their email and contact details are there. You can check our hot, hot buttons on the right-hand side of the, of the uh, homepage and click there and get to Mark and his team. Is there any final comments you'd like to leave us with, Mark? Not from me. Okay. No. Thank you.
Your Personnel File is a monthly podcast brought to you by the Army Human Resources Command Public Affairs Office located at Fort Knox. Our technical support was provided by the HRC Audiovisual Team. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Your Personnel File.